You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica, and you're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, and I am here virtually today with Riley. Hello, how are you? I am good. I mean, I'm always better when you're beside me, but that's okay. <laughs> and that's on codependence. <laughs> <laughs> Codependency. Um, yeah, so actually, I'm even better with and without you because, <laughs> because um, <laughs> my my order of Bright Future came in the mail yesterday. Um, if you guys remember, Bright Future was that microdosing mushroom company that took us on as a sponsor. And I got three things in the mail. I have the... Um, Hustler capsules, and they're a hundred milligrams, which to me sounds like an insane amount, but apparently that's like very little. And so, on the back of the thing, it says here that the Hustler supports cognitive function, including memory, mental speed, and focus, so you can achieve the optimal level of consciousness where you perform at your best. Buckle your seatbelt and put the pedal to the metal. God, I really should make commercials, but anyways, um, so I'm excited <laughs> to try these little, um. These capsules, there's 25 in each um, each thing, and then I was reading um, on their website, they kind of tell you, like, how to microdose properly, and there's two different ways to do it. I think one is, like, five days in a row, two days off, and the other one's every third day, so I might uh, try one of, those, one of those out and see if it works well for me. Yeah, awesome. I've, um, I've not tried microdosing. Although I would be excited to help my memory. I know. That's why I was like, I'm, you know, me, I'm very, I'm not against, but I just don't partake in any kind of drugs. And I, you know, I'm kind of known for that with work and stuff. So I've always, and I know a lot of people that do microdose. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to because I don't want, want to deal with any drugs. But everyone that talks to me is like, mushrooms are natural. They're not a drug. So I was like, okay, you know what? And like such a small dosage, it's not going to like impair you. Um, and there are a lot of studies showing that microdosing has a lot of, um, a lot of benefits. And I also, I got two of their, um, drink powder. So one was called, um, matcha magic. And it says matcha magic is guaranteed to lift your spirits and put on a big smile on your face. The energy boosting treat will have you feeling 100% as if you've been plugged into a charger all night. Enjoy a full day of hustle. Now go get them, Tiger. So that's exciting. I do like the idea of being well-rested and charged in the morning. And I actually do like matcha. I know matcha is not for everyone, like the taste, but I, I don't know. Do you like matcha? I love matcha. Okay, maybe we'll, uh, we'll ship off some of these to you and you can try them. And then the other one I got sure. was another uh, a drink uh, powder as well, and it's called uh, Pure Boost Energy. And this one says, Pure Boost makes your both your brain and body feel unstoppable, as if you were the love child of the incredible Hulk and Al- Albert Einstein. Enjoy our crash-free, clean energy that will have you hydrated and electrified all day long. So, damn, I mean, they really be known how to sell them. Like, I wanted the, <laughs> the Hulk and Albert Einstein. <laughs> I was just about to say, you know, that's, that's some big talk. I'm excited to try it out for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we will get back to you guys once we've uh, dived into these. And, um, you know, we, we're going to figure out what plan works for us, which we, which one of those microdosing um, versions that people do. And then they also threw in some little um, tea bags as well. So, um, yeah, I'm going to kind of dabble with all three of these versions and we'll 
we'll report back to you, but we're, I'm excited to try because I've never, I've never tried anything like that before. So yeah, I've, I've never done microdosing either, but I feel like it's become so popular and yeah, I, I too have heard really good things about it. So yeah, it honestly kind of reminds me of like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like back even in like the nineties and early two thousands, like weed people were like, Ooh, potheads. And now there's like a lot of like medicinal need for weed so I feel like mushrooms are kind of that thing too like when people were like doing shrooms before you're like oh my god you're such like a fucking druggie like tripping out like on your like mushroom trip um but now it's kind of like they're showing more and more that like they're they're positive uh, effects of of microdosing so yeah I'm excited about that also excited because I think I mentioned this last week that I was kind of like meh like about the podcast and, and pushing more and then I was like, you know what? I got so much positive reinforcement from people that I was like, no, I'm going to put it. Um, I'm going to put myself fully in it. And I'm going to start reaching out and, and collabing with people and like really pushing the podcast because it's done so much and so well on its own without me really pushing it much that I, I'm excited to see where it can go. And we got some really, um, really exciting news. So we are going to be on the Turn Me On podcast the last weekend of March. Um, which I know, Riley, you love their podcast. Yeah, I've uh, I've been listening to it since probably 2016 or 17. And it was actually the first podcast that I listened to that made me realize that I would want to give uh, non-monogamy a go and give me some structure about how to, how to go about that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to sit down with them and, and have a little four-way conversation um, with Birdie and Jeremy, who are the hosts of that podcast. And then the Shameless Sex podcast is one I really enjoy, and we're going to be on theirs in May. So that's exciting. And then we're also in the works of setting one up with um, the Balls Deep podcast. And they're a somewhat newer podcast, but they're put on by um, Belsa, which is a um quite a big internet brand. Um, their handle is at uh, B-E-L-L-E-S-A-C-O and they have like 236,000 followers and um, their their bio is like the premier destination for all things female sexuality, which is something, you know, we're all about. So I figured that would be a really good collab to have. So we're in the works of setting something up with um, the Balls Deep podcast. So we will let you know about dates when that will be coming out and dates when the um, other two will be coming out as well. So you guys can listen to us there. But yeah, we're excited to kind of um, start collabing with these other podcast um, podcasters who have a similar vision and goal with us. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, actually, speaking of Belissa, I, uh, like, recently, probably a couple weeks ago, signed up to their um, porn website. They're doing kind of a uh, the Netflix for porn, and it's definitely more geared towards women, so it's less, um, I guess, male-dominated or, or aggressive, and they have some really nice um, subsections like massage and sensual Uh, everything like that. So if you're looking for a new place to get your porn, it's paid as well. But I think there's like different uh, amounts that you can pay. Uh, Definitely check them out. It's uh, advertised as the Netflix of porn. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get behind that brand and um, collab with them. In other news, um, I had my birthday on Sunday. It was a really lovely time. I had dinner with some close friends and then um, met up with some other friends throughout the night. And... That was really lovely. I got a bunch of gorgeous flowers, and I had to drop some, honestly, off my parents' house because I just there's too much flowers in my house that I like had to like 
delivers on my parents and my mom loves flowers. That's fine. Um, and then I had a really nice family, uh, family dinner with my parents and, um, it was definitely more low key than I probably would have expected my birthday to be this year. But, um, with everything in consideration, again, you can have six people at a table. Um, and then Riley got booted out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was, uh, I was rejected because the Starbucks barista was better than me. Wow. Um, well, we can, yeah, so we can only have six people and I'm a total asshole for this, but I didn't really think to like book the room at the restaurant. Cause I was like, honestly, as we get older, like, I feel like everyone has like their kids and family time and it was a Sunday night. So I kind of like planned it that my birthday would be like separate different things. So we went to sparkling with like our really good girlfriend group. And then I had, um, a breakfast lunch with like my other friends. And then I did like the dinner with my friends who are more like, friends I meet on with one-on-one and don't aren't part of like a group of friends if that makes sense so then Riley I was like you know if anyone bails like obviously you're welcome to come to the dinner you can pull up a seat and then I had to call her and be like no one bailed you can't come (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so I was I mean we did our sparkling hill thing and that was really lovely and you I mean you from the beginning of your dinner that uh, I was a seat filler and nothing else. Uh, but I was commissioned by one of our girlfriends to Photoshop all of our faces on your <laughs> other friends. Uh, and it's probably some of my best work. Oh my God. We laughed so hard. And I showed like my, my friends that were there because you sent it when I was there and then you left one of the girl's faces in and she was like, they were all like, what the heck? Why does she get to stay in the photo? And I was like, well, honestly, they know her. So that's why she's like, yeah, I've like, I've known them. They, I get to stay. <laughs> but we all had like a pretty good laugh. So yeah, honestly, it was because there was five of us and six of you and I couldn't figure out how to like I tried to put a uh, prison mic over <laughs> oh wow okay I'll let her know that <laughs> <laughs> so. um, but then I figured you know she's lovely and we know her so she uh she was allowed to stay so yeah so go back to the beginning of this episode um I'm not the only codependent one thank you um <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that what have you been up to you went out to Whistler I did go up to Whistler so um my partner wanted to go skiing and I had a gig booked up there anyway. So we just went up there, uh, I guess Saturday. And then we had, we stayed there Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night and came back this morning, which is why I'm here. Virtually. Um, okay. So, you know, I love my podcasts. I, I'm religiously listened to many of them. And uh, one of the ones I love is Scam Goddess. Um, And I always take note, like if something happens in a podcast, and I'm like, ooh, I'll ask Riley or I'll ask our listeners, I'll tell them about it. And I was listening to the podcast and um, they were talking about, I can't remember quite like how the conversation came up, but they were talking about what if you're in need of help. You know how people say like, oh, call, like yell fire because people don't care if you're like getting attacked, they care more about their own life kind of thing. Um, yeah. They were saying that there's studies that show now that rather than just like calling out to help or calling a fire, you call someone out. So like if you were like needing help and there's someone walking by, you'd be like, hey, you like big guy in the black jacket, like come help me. Um, because then people are like can't be anonymous. They can't be like the bystander effect where everyone thinks someone else is going to help out. So that's a good thing to take note of that call these fuckers out to come help you. You know, that's 
so funny because I know that you asked me to think of some really good advice that women in my life have given me. And that was actually one of them. My stepmom always said that if I needed help, look someone directly in the eyes and ask them to call someone so that you don't have people just going, oh, someone else will do it. Someone else will do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been living by that since I was, um, yeah, like probably eight. I think I heard that advice. Yeah, I know. You look at me in the eye every time I work with you, you go, help me. I'm like, I can't help you with everything. You got to do something on your own. <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> help me. Make me money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely, it's, it's, jokes aside, that's a great, great advice. Um, I also heard on the podcast that there were two women in Florida, like younger women in Florida, who dressed up as like elderly people to get the vaccine. Did you hear about this? No. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to find the article because I just kind of heard it on, um, on the Scam Goddess podcast. That's so crazy because I really thought you would have had to like give your ID or something like that. So what did they also Photoshop the IDs as elderly women? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it came out. Oh my gosh. And they look like they're like, I don't know. They're yeah. It says, so an orange County Sheriff's department released body cam footage on February 19th of two young women who disguised themselves to be older than 65. Um, I got to get the, uh, this geriatric guys, which is capital on video is the latest instance of people trying to cut the line to get vaccinated from the deadly virus. And it isn't even the first time in this part of the state. <laughs> Both women who are younger than 45 dressed up as grannies wearing bonnets, gloves, and glasses to disguise themselves as older than 65. <laughs> Just the bonnets this is like stereotypical like grandmother you know they have that cane like yeah oh I guess they actually end up getting the vaccine though because this this deputy said to the women you've stolen a vaccine from someone that needs it more than you and now you're not going to get your second one so that's a whole waste of time we just wasted on this wow that's insane I'm like desperately trying to look up these oh my god uh, these are uh, photos because I really want to see uh, see what they look like. Yeah, so their actual birthdays, they're one is 44 and one's 34. Yeah, crazy. But, like, leave it to Florida, right? Like, how, how am I not shocked about that? A hundred percent. Have you ever done that thing where you, like, Google a date and you're, like, the date and then Florida man or Florida woman? Ugh. Yeah, what comes up with yours? Uh, let me have a look. Florida woman arrested for threatening to get McDonald's sauce by any means possible. <laughs> As you, chicken dip, you know? Has he written all over it? Um, <laughs> let me look up mine. Okay, so Florida man jailed after trying to barbecue all the child molesters. <laughs> Chaotic <laughs> evil? Chaotic <laughs> Good. Good. Hard to say. A 50-year-old Florida man was arrested for attempted murder of sex offenders. According to the investigation, the suspect, the suspect whose name is George Porto Sierra, tried to set fire to several people in the motel. Um, he told the he told MPs that he came to the hotel to set fire to all child molesters and kill them. Two of the four victims are convicted of sex crimes. Um, he made repeated threats shouting, I'm going to kill you, child molester, before pouring gasoline in the front door. 
Oh, what a badass. When he came up, he didn't... Uh, when Portisiero... Sorry. The MPs asked why he did not comply with his threats. The man simply replied, you came too early. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a schedule conflict. Yeah. Make enough time. But I, I mean, hey, I support that. Get him. <laughs> I just looked up another one for me. It says a uh, Florida man charged with battery after allegedly throwing a cookie at his girlfriend. Why are you all so obsessed with food on your birthday? Damn. <laughs> also, how hard is Girl, a cookie? I have no idea. <laughs> I catch her in the mouth. <laughs> Wild. Um, all right, back to the regular programming. Um, okay, so on another podcast I was listening to, they were talking about beans and toast. And, like, the podcaster was, like, shooketh. I think it was the UAP podcast. And they're like, what's beans and toast? Like, I've never, like, what is this? And I don't know, like, do you know what beans and toast is? Because I used to eat this all the time when I was younger. Yeah, of course. Like, you get it in a can. You, we have spaghetti on toast as well. That's, like, the New Zealand staple. Yeah. Right? They were like, ew, beans and toast. And I feel like they thought they were like pinto beans, like like cooking beans and like eating them on toast. But like you can get like beans and molasses or beans and like bacon, right? Like and like sauce, like and yeah, you eat and you warm it up and you eat it. Yeah, exactly. We used to do like a toast and then it was like spaghetti and tomato sauce basically. And then you'd melt cheese on top of that. That sounds delicious. But yeah, these were they were like yeah, so shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were like so shocked. I was like, am I like weird? Did I feel not eat this? But I feel like maybe like in the States they don't do it, maybe. Yeah. Also, have they never heard of like a full English breakfast? Yeah. <sighs> they almost lost me as a listener. I'm just joking. Um, okay, so then there's another thing on the UAP podcast, and they were asking because people write in and ask questions like, is this a deal breaker? Like, would you be okay with this? So someone wrote wrote in saying that they were like, um, they were sitting beside their boyfriend and he was on his laptop. And then he, she realized that he was applying for the bachelor. (laughs) 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 And like the conversation was like, is that okay that he's like applying for the bachelor or like, would you have an issue with it? So, like, would you? Why is he doing it so unapologetically? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, babe, can you change the channel? I'm busy. <laughs> you know what? So, actually, my a girlfriend of mine from back home is currently on the New Zealand Bachelor as mm-hmm. one of the contestants. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my partner yesterday about like which dating show he would want to go on if he had to pick one. And I feel like, I mean, if he's doing it to like find someone else, yeah, like that's obviously not chill. But at the same time, I think it would be like an interesting experience. And if he can do it, I can do it, right? Like that's a... <laughs> Tip for tat. Um, I... I don't know if I care. It depends. Like, are we, like, very serious and, you know, we're talking about having wife, like, you know, getting married and having kids? And then you're like, I'm outie. <laughs> like, you know, ABC or whatever the network is. <laughs> they called it. <laughs> I'm out. Um, but <laughs> I wonder, like, because uh, I can't wait to get the lowdown of, like, how 
the bachelor works from my friend after the show's concluded because I'm sure she can't talk about it now. Um, oh, maybe we could have her on actually. Mm. That could be fun. That would be fun. I approve this. Um, but anyway, like I wonder if, if the boyfriend applied to be a bachelor and you applied to be one of the contestants, if you could just go on really fucking sick dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. hundred percent. Um, well in this situation, um, I guess like the guy was like, I apply for like all reality TV stuff. Like I really want to get onto reality TV. So like that was kind of his excuse of why he's applying for it, I guess. But that alone would probably be a reason like for me not to be interested. <laughs> he's like, I need to be on reality TV. I'd <laughs> be like, okay. Yeah. True. Next thing you know, he's on like love is blind and he's having to, uh, marry someone he's never seen. And you're like, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why he went to the grocery store? Uh, he's, he's just, I'm out. Smokes and it came back. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah. So I thought that was funny when they were talking about that. So it's, what is it? March 10th or 11th or 12th, 10th, I think right now, 10th. So we had International Women's Day two days ago. So in honor of that, um, what is the best advice you've been given you've been given from another female uh well I mean as we just talked about the one that you have to call someone out if you have an emergency um my stepmom's mum always used to say always be aware of where the um exits are and I feel like that's just something that you are taught as a kid and then never really clock as an adult like where the emergency exits are and her, uh, her reason was like, if there's an emergency, I'm getting myself out. You need to get yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) One for uh, one. It's all for one or whatever it's called. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, I need to know that you're good. Like get out girl. Like clock the exits. (laughs) Interesting. Um, yeah. My dad always taught me to like always have my back to a wall. Like, no matter where I am, this has been my entire life. I've always, like, no matter what, if I'm at a restaurant or whatever, like, I never have my back to a door. Um, I don't trust many all fuckers, so, like, I always have my back to a wall. Um, but, no, like, best advice. I know I joked with this, I think it was with you the other day, but I was like, there's a reason why there are certain sayings that are so prevalent and last over time. Like, the idea of, like, you know, marry first for money, second for love. Like, there's a reason why people continually say that. Um, something else has always been really good advice. My grandma, um, she was adamant that I get an education and she came from very like extreme poverty and she would collect Coke bottles. Like she'd go for a walk every day and like collect Coke bottles to like put money aside for me to go to university. Um, and she passed away my graduating year in high school, but, um, she always was adamant about how. Like it's, you need to have an, you need to have an education as a woman and that the more educated you are, the less people can take advantage of you because you know stuff on your own and you know your own rights and you can see things coming and, you know, people can't just say something to you and you're going to take it at face value. Um, so that education really is powerful. And as a woman, um, we need to just educate ourselves. So that's one of the reasons why, um, being educated and, and having school behind me was so important to me. Um, though that's probably like the best advice I ever got from another woman was that, and then my mom always telling me, you know, like to have your own, 
like, you know, make, make your own money and be able to like support yourself. Um, because if you're relying on someone else to support you, then you're at, um, you're at their beck and call. You're at like, you know, you're, you're owned by them pretty much. So to be able to always be able to walk away if need be and know that you're still going to eat tomorrow, you're still good. Like you still have your own shit. Like that's, that's fucking huge as a woman too. Yeah, definitely. There's a podcast that I listen to religiously, uh, My Favorite Murder, and they were talking about how, um, so because of how like society is kind of structured and everything, like women are the main uh, victims of serial killers. So they put together a little bit of advice that was get a job, buy your own shit, stay out of the forest. Valid. <laughs> All of them very valid. <laughs> yeah, like never have to like never have to rely on a guy because you need to like afford something or can't afford something or don't know something and stay out of the fucking forest. A hundred percent. I love it. Um so the, I actually got this idea because Instagram handle the Crimson Kiss um, made a post back in February and the caption was what's the best advice you've ever gotten from another woman? And they have like 450 comments like there are some really good ones so I'll just pull out some of the top ones so the first one was um you will never be able to have a healthy loving relationship with a man until you have one with yourself and I know that's super cliche and everyone says that you can't love someone else till you, you can't love someone else till you love yourself but as you get older I think you really start to realize that um and not even that like how do I say it not that you aren't loving or you aren't healthy, but if you don't love yourself and you're not in a healthy mindset, like you'll, you'll let things slide that shouldn't be, shouldn't be let go. Like, you know, like you'll let things happen and you'll look past them because you either don't think you deserve better or you don't realize how unhealthy it is. And I think we're very guilty of that when we're younger before we come into our own. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think it plays into that idea of like, if you, don't know how to love yourself, then you start to feel like you're undeserving of love. And then, yeah, exactly. As you said, like you get into relationships where you're not treated as you should be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Another one here was, um, a CEO told me that as a woman, you cannot be humble 24 seven. You'll have to brag about your accomplishments, especially in a corporate America. Men have no shame doing it and neither should you. And I, I love that because I think it's so true. Like for some reason, our society, like women loving themselves, even just like their physical aspects, not even like their mental or emotional or whatever accomplishments, even just saying like, I like my hair like this, or like my body looks good, or I'm really proud of this. People are like, oh my God, you're so vain. Oh my God, you're so self-involved. Like it's as if like we as women should always hate ourselves. <laughs> like it's such a bizarre concept here in our society. Yeah. You stand up for yourself, you're a bitch, like... Yeah, a hundred percent. Or you, you, you get a lead role. You're like a bull buster. Like, a hundred percent. I love this one. My granny always told me a dry purse and a wet pussy don't match. <laughs> 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 grandma, yeah. grandma knows her shit. A hundred percent. Grandma, grandma is think some shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one's good for relationship-wise. My best friend and I, and I quote, Roxana, you know that he is a liar and a cheater. You make yourself go crazy looking for evidence like a damn detective. Next time you confront him, and then you take him back. He says he's going to change, but he doesn't, and then you keep catching him. So just be the woman that is okay with him lying to you then, because that's what he does. I think that's very true. I think, like, 
I've been guilty of that myself where like you go to your friends and you're like, oh my God, he's lying and cheating. And the next day you're back together and then he doesn't change and he's lying and cheating and then you're back together. It's like, okay, well then clearly like you just got to accept that like I want a liar and cheater. And like, this is what we're doing now. This is our thing. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I understand. And I I think people are guilty of that, you know, around toxic relationships of any type, you know, not just relationships. Like I've definitely had friends who have been, really toxic and I'm like oh well like they didn't mean it or they'll change or anything like that um the next other one here says if he really wanted to he'd push mountains to get to you and don't make excuses I think that's true too I think we're very guilty of making excuses for people and this doesn't even just go in a relationship sense this is family friends anything like if people really want to be there for you they would be there for you you know we all have the same 24 hours in a day we all have like you know whatever so if someone's not showing up how you need them to show up it's because they don't care to show up for you like that a hundred percent i um i actually started because i've been ghosted more times than i care to admit in this (laughs) goddamn city (laughs) um but one thing i started doing which felt really good was calling people out for it so you know like i i was seeing this guy for i think three months and then he just ghosted me for two weeks and he hit me with a, hey, I'm really sorry. I've just been really busy. I'm like, listen, if you wanted to make time for me, you would have. So don't give me that, like, I'm busy bullshit. A hundred percent. That's the thing is, um, you know, one, one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves is if people, and this is usually friends or whatever, their excuses, like, I stayed up too late last night. I have to cancel today. It's important to me, our friendship, and that I honor what I said I would do. And so it drives me crazy. And people like, oh, I can't make this. I can't do this. My schedule, my like, my lack of sleep. It's like, no, if you want to, you'd be here. If you want to, you would have gone to bed early knowing that today we had this planned. Um, so that's, that's something that's like, yeah, it's important to me, I think, is holding people accountable to that. Um, no, but good for you, my little my little ghosty that you <laughs> that you uh oh God, I know really <laughs> um but absolutely like one of my pet peeves as well the same thing but with the excuse that they're hungover like that mm. really fucking grinds my gears as if like you couldn't have three less drinks because we had plans and now you're like feeling shitty and I you know made responsible decisions because we had this plan and now you're failing like I don't know I just like that that shit I'm out Mm-hmm, 100%. Another one here says, never feel bad for leaving someone who doesn't have their shit together. It's a reflection of the effort they are willing to put into their life and it is, it isn't for you to fix. I love that because I was when I was younger very much on the mindset where it's like if I love them harder, if I love them more, they'll, you know, amount to what I think they're possible of. And like, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> they don't amount to nothing. <laughs> And you waste a fuck ton of time and energy loving someone who is cheating. And I like just building up on that. I think that life hits people very differently and people can be in different spots of their life. And I think a true representation of someone is how they land on their feet. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There's another one here that I like and I'll end on. It says, uh, my 90, my now 93 year old grandmother used to tell me, tell all of her granddaughters don't settle. It's better to be single than wish you were. And I remember being in a relationship before and I would, I constantly wished that I was single, but I was so scared to be single. Um, cause I had been in relationships for so many years that like, 
being single seemed terrifying, but also like I was miserable as fuck. So <laughs> I completely agree that I'm like, it's horrible to be in a relationship wishing you were single. And I think a lot of people do settle because as a society, we say that you've like accomplished something if you're in a relationship, regardless of how shitty it might be. <laughs> yeah. Better to be lonely than loathing. Ooh, I like that one. Yes, cocky little smirk. (laughs) 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 I done good. Um, No, well, yeah. So if you guys want to creep that that thread, there's like 450 comments on it of advice from women to women, and it's under at the Crimson Kiss on Instagram. Um, But yeah, yeah. Biggest takeaways: love yourself, don't settle, um, and get yourself some damn education. Educate that beautiful brain. (laughs) yeah even if it means just learning how to critically think about things like I know you know people don't always have the opportunity to go to university but just learn to think for yourself and learn to question things that say to you 100% being a spoon-fed shit won't get you anywhere you definitely need to be able to critically analyze what you're being told and Mm -hmm. taught Um, and that doesn't mean that you you know don't take any knowledge from other people and everyone's wrong and you're always right but just you know, evaluate things and not, and not be afraid to question when you're confused or when you have concerns. Um, you know, we don't need to sit down and be quiet as women, which mm-hmm. fuck that. <laughs> okay. On to the next thing we have for today. We did all those, we thought super lame quizzes, um, <laughs> for, uh, Valentine's day, was it? And we like finished the recording and we we're like, Oh my God, like that's such a ridiculous episode of them just listening to us do fucking quizzes. I'm going to lose so many followers. I'm going to lose sponsors. And then lo and behold, (laughs) we got so many comments from you guys being like, the quizzes were so fun. Like, I love that. So you have requested and we have answered. Um, We are going to do some quizzes and we're going to try to keep in the concept of Woman's Day. Um, Riley took it upon herself to make her own quiz this time. Lord help us. I know I got a, I got a little confidence after after last time, but yeah, we're uh, really going to figure out if this is the laws of diminishing return or it's actually a hit. <laughs> All right, hit me. What you got? So I did a little quiz like fact quiz and then I have some personality quizzes as well so the theme of international women's day this year was choose to challenge so I went ahead and I made I think there's six uh questions about women competing and kind of men dominating categories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, I've made this a multiple choice uh question so I will read the question and then the answers we can have a pause if the listeners want to play along. And then, yeah, I have some like little tidbits in as well. So the first woman to win a Nobel Prize was in 1903. For which field did Marie Curie receive this honor? Physics, chemistry, or mathematics? I think she was chemistry, wasn't she? So the answer is physics for 1903, but she did go on to win a Nobel Prize for chemistry in 1911, pioneering research on radioactivity. Yeah, I know, radioactivity. Wow, you're going to do me like that, hey? 
Well, trick question. Okay, I see you. Okay, no, I see no, you. The first one, girl. <laughs> All right, second question. Who was the first country to give the woman the right to vote? Canada, New Zealand, Denmark. Hmm. All right. I'll let me analyze. I doubt it was Canada. <laughs> so we're not. The, we're we're a lot of, a lot of followers here. We're not really uh, you know, at the forefront most often. Um, Denmark is known for being pretty, um, you know, ahead of its time. From what I remember from that, uh, where to invade next documentary. But I also feel like you're a little biased. So maybe, maybe you want <laughs> something to prove how cool New Zealand is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with New Zealand. I'm pretty proud with everything yeah, they've it done. It was New Zealand. Actually. It was New Zealand? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, the... It was led by a woman called Kate Shepherd, and she is still to this day on our ten dollar note. Wow! Good job, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, who was the first female director to win an Oscar? Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Lena Vertmiller for Seven Beauties, or Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker? Ooh. Do I get to know the year it came out? Because <laughs> I have a lot. God, I didn't write that down. I think it was, like, I think Lady Bird was 2018. You know what? I don't know. I'm not going to make this up. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, Seven Dresses is that terrible Katherine Heigl movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm, seven beauties. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's how we represented to get an award. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Hurt Locker. Correct. Hey. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was in like 2015. No, 2000. Let me find out. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. 2010, I got. Release date, July 10th, 2009, Toronto. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Academy Awards Best Director 2010 for The Hurt Locker. Uh, that movie also went on to win Best Picture. Wow, I've never watched that, have you? No, I haven't, but maybe I will now. Is it about war and okay, stuff, though? Who knows? Yeah, it's about the Iraq war. <laughs> okay. All right, which country was the first to elect a female leader? Sri Lanka, India, Israel, or Iceland? Ooh. I wouldn't think any of the first three, to be honest. I feel like the, the like obvious answer would be Iceland. Maybe Sri Lanka. I'll go Sri Lanka. You're correct. Hey. Sri Lanka was the first to uh, elect a female leader. Iceland was the first to elect a woman as president. The rest were prime ministers. Go me. But- <laughs> Yeah, but it was actually that order. It was Sri Lanka, then India, and then Israel who elected female leaders. Crazy. Yeah, and I think Britain and then Iceland with the president. Mm. Okay. 
1992, which of the four major North American sports was the first to allow a woman to play? Basketball, football, hockey, or baseball? Are you talking about American football or soccer? Soccer. No, I guess American football, NHL, NHL, NBA, NFL. Yeah, I think like American football. Oh, okay. So hockey, football, basketball, or? Baseball. Ooh, okay. I want to say hockey. And we have a killer hockey team. I mean, baseball, I think of as um, that don't that cry one, that that movie with all like the big, big, uh, big hitters, the female cast. Oh, uh, what's it called with um, Gina Davis? Yeah. Anyways, uh, no, I'd say hockey. Yeah, you're correct. Hey, God, good. Manon Rayon became the first woman to play in any of the four major North American sports when she played a period in net, so as goalie, for the Tampa Bay Lightning during an exhibition game against St. Louis Blues. She made seven saves on nine shot attempts before being removed from the game. She's too good. Get her out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And my last question. In 1973, the infamous Battle of the Sexes occurred which led to the first female victory against a man in a one-on-one competition. For what sports was this for? Boxing, tennis, wrestling, or darts? Ooh. Okay, boxing and wrestling, similar, do I think, do I think it could be them? I honestly think I would go with tennis, probably. You're correct. Guys, so good at this game. <laughs> yeah. Billie, Billie Jean King won a match against Bobby Riggs, who claimed women's game was inferior. King oh, fought that's embarrassing for him, isn't it? <laughs> that's quite embarrassing for him. Yeah. King also fought for equal prize money for women and in 1971 became the first woman to win more than $100,000. In 1981, she also became the first prominent American athlete to openly admit to having a gay relationship. Got it, girl. We like her. Yeah, so that is on Women Succeeding. Yay! Very good quiz. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And now to the BuzzFeed quizzes, the one that the people want. <laughs> they just fast forward all your like hard work and they're like, give us that BuzzFeed shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So which do you want to start with? Which superhero are you? Which inspirational woman are you most like? Or which Disney princess are you? Okay. Let's do princess, then superhero, and then woman. Okay. What is the most important part of a house? The dining room, the backyard and pet space, the pool, or how clean it is? Important in what sense? Like, it would determine if I bought it or not? I guess just, like, what's most important to you? Which space in your house? Can't be your bed. Apparently not. 
Uh, I guess the dining room would be. I mean, we live in Vancouver, so like the idea of yard space is literally not a thing. <laughs> okay. Um, what is the best? <laughs> mm, what about the? What is the best part about your prince? His luscious hair, his charm, his ability to outsmart palace guards, or right. ability to get along with your family. His wallet. <laughs> Um, Honestly. His charm. His charm. (laughs) What is your favorite food? Anything as long as I don't have to cook? Did you want me to continue or are you good with that one? That good. (laughs) (laughs) That one? Okay, good. What are the other options, though? (laughs) Uh, Anything as long as I don't have to cook. I don't care as long as it's a feast. Not fish. Fish of friends, not food. Or street food. Um, yeah, no, definitely not cook. (laughs) What is your favorite present? Shoes, books, exotic animals, or anything from a shipwreck? (laughs) What? (laughs) From a shipwreck. Um, I guess shoes. (laughs) Has an exclamation mark, too. All right. What is your favorite thing to do on your day off? Read a good book, explore the city, go swimming, or sit back and relax? I I mean, realistically, probably sit back and relax. But let's say go explore the city. And if that means, like, <laughs> okay. we'll just say that's really? French. Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't know why you're lying. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, really. I'm clicking the one that you would have picked. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best kind of pet? A fish, mice, a tiger, or a furry beast. <laughs> Why do I feel like one of these Disney princesses is the Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> just any furry beast? Like, not really specific. Like, yeah. <laughs> just any furry. Like, does Bentley count? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Um, I would do a tiger. No offense, Ben. Okay. Um, what is most important to you in life? Love, having loving friends and Mine. family. Great adventure or freedom? Love having good friends and family. Yeah. Great adventure or freedom? Hmm. Well, I feel like um, like the love and friends and family don't they go together? Like that had to be like a partner love. I guess so. Yeah. Oh. Like romantic love. Um. Damn, you really gonna pick between? My partner and my family and friends. Uh, okay, well, let's just make say... The right, make the right choice, Danny. I know, right? Fuck. Let's just say, well, my partner doesn't listen. <laughs> the friends and family do. So, yeah, let's say friends and family. Okay. Well, you'll have to break the news to him later. <laughs> You're out. What is your greatest strength? Independence, liveliness, intelligence... <laughs> It's not mine, obviously. Oh, kindness. Um, okay, so let's try it from the top one more time. Independence, liveliness, intelligence, or kindness? Well, today I had someone repeatedly tell me how I'm not a nice person. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> kindness, apparently not. Um, probably intelligence. Mm-hmm. What is your greatest talent? 
your creative mind, your voice, your hips don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What is it? You can get the stains out of anything. Wow. This is really woman empowerment, isn't it? Um, Yeah, these hips don't lie. So, (laughs) Shakira, Shakira. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to make these for a living. Is that a job? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right. What is your favorite flower? Roses, tiger lily, water lily, or daisy? Ooh. Hold on here. I just googling what a water lily is. No, I can't remember what a tiger lily looks like, to be honest. Probably a rose. All right. What is your favorite sports to watch? Cricket, swimming, soccer, or robot combat? (laughs) Uh, I guess, I mean, honestly, robot combat. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. Honestly, have you seen those YouTube videos when they, like, it's um, a robotics competition? Yes. It's honestly exciting to watch. All right. What's your favorite Disney song? Under the Sea, I need you to A Dream them. is a Wish Your Heart Makes. I need you to sing them so I know which ones they are. Under the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy. No, this no is not. This is not YouTube. Angela <laughs> cannot see you. <laughs> um, a Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Be Our Guest or A Whole New World. Be Our Guest. Be our gu- yeah, Be Our Guest, I guess. <laughs> Uh, okay god how many more okay three more oh my god okay where would you most like to live in a city with lots going on in a palace near the uh, ocean or spelled o-o-c-e-a-n ocean or near a little town in france the second one was palace not palish right yeah palace <laughs> okay. Um Oh ocean. Um okay. Ocean. Oh ocean. Um Yeah, fuck it, I'll do a palace. I mean France sound be sounding good too though, but No. Okay. <laughs> Who's the hottest prince? Aladdin? The beast? <laughs> Prince Eric or Prince Charming? I'd fuck with a beast, you know that. Yeah. 100%. What is your favorite color? Purple, light blue, yellow, or red? Red. Okay, and the last hard-hitting question. Where are you most likely to meet your significant other? Being stuck in a room together? A ball? On the city streets or a cruise? City streets. Okay. All right, calculating results. Stand by. You a bell. Yay, she's my favorite. Prefer, really? Yeah. Nice. You prefer a good book over spending the day around crowds of people. True. Mm-hmm. You are beautiful inside and out. Eh. And okay. Wow. Okay. That's enough of these quizzes. That's all no for this what. episode of Pretty <laughs> <laughs> 
you're always up for new adventure and take life as it comes. You're open and welcoming to any person you meet and an overall great person. Congrats on being as perfect as Val. Wow, A lot wow, of that wow. is actually very true for you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, superhero. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. What is your favorite dessert? Why is it always about food? Yeah, I'm here for it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, fresh fruit, vanilla milkshake, key lime pie, or chocolate covered strawberries? Key lime pie. If you could pick any superpower, you'd choose super strength, flying, invisibility, or reading minds. Reading minds. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> What is I your feel go-to like your I feel like you're too fragile to read minds. Hundred <laughs> percent, but it's so good for work, like anything work-related, school-related. Babe, do you really want people to be able to read? You want to be able to read people's minds when you show up uninvited on a gig? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have to it's console a you after. Embarrassment. <laughs> Because I'd have to console you after, so it's like double the job for me. <laughs> okay. What are your go-to pairs of shoes? Flats, Converse, flip-flops, or heels? Okay. Well, I always wear right, like, white runners, so I assume that would just be Converse then? Yeah. Probably. Which clique were you part of in high school? The soccer jocks? The drama club chicks, the popular gals, <laughs> or the bookworms. Yeah, I was in the popular group. But I was kind of like everything, but yeah, sure. All right. With whom would you prefer to be trapped on a desert island? Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, Zach Efron, or Kanye West? Oh, my God. Kill me. Kanye West? Um, Zach Efron. Agree. What is your party anthem? Breaking Ball by Miley Cyrus. What sort of sad ass party is it? Was Breaking Ball happening at? <laughs> Drunken Love by Beyonce. Fancy Iggy Azalea or Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Fancy. Fancy. Calculating results. <gasps> what is it? What's the answer? Uh, you are that girl. You are fun, spunky, and extremely intelligent. You have an answer to everything, and you are your friend's go-to gal for advice. I mean, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, not wrong. Like. <laughs> can I be Batwoman? Wasn't Batwoman a thing? I have no, I don't know. Girl. I just, I just looked up the quizzes, okay? <laughs> okay, we got one more quiz, and then we got to answer some fucking questions before everyone leaves us. <laughs> well, if you're still with us, the uh, third and last quiz is, which inspirational woman are you most like? What inspires you to get out of bed every morning? My dog, it's the cutest thing. Coffee and lots of it. My job, I love what I do, and it motivates me. Or my alarm, because I keep it away from my bedside. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess my dog. Yeah, well, you got to feed it, so. Yeah. <laughs> it literally <laughs> dies when I don't get up, so. What is your girl power anthem? 
I'm Everyone by Shaka Khan, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Can you sing Franklin. these ones for me, please? Sorry? Can you sing these ones oh, for me? Oh, I don't know. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, or, no, 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 no. or No Scrubs by TLC. <laughs> no Scrubs by TLC. 100%. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Which inspirational quote do you relate to the most? As long as you know men are like children, you know everything. Coco mm-hmm. Chanel. Some women choose to follow men and some women choose to follow their dreams. Lady Gaga. Or when other little girls want to be ballet dancers, I kind of wanted to be a vampire, Angelina Jolie. I really don't think I need buns of steel. I'd be happy with buns of cinnamon. Ellen DeGeneres. 100% the vampire one. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> How do you appreciate your close ones? I'm a long wolf. I got to look out for number one. I make them laugh. I love seeing my loved one smile. I leave it unsaid. They know they're appreciated without me having to announce it. I try to post daily on all my social media so the world knows about them. Oh, God. Um, I assume the laughing one. What? What's the ultimate girls' trip destination? Hollywood, Florida, would like to see some stars. London, UK, we love that bustling city life Dubrovnik Croatia imagine seeing where Game of Thrones was shot or Bali Indonesia would love to soak in all the natural beauty Ooh, I mean I would go to all those places I know I'm very, is there a Hollywood in Florida is that what I said it says Hollywood Florida oh yeah there is I always thought Hollywood was in California. Yeah, it is, but I guess there's another one in Florida. Is it for the B-list actors? <laughs> uh, yes, I, probably. It's on the. It's like on the beach, I guess. Hollywood is a city on Florida's east coast between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Oh, wow. The more you know. Yeah. Um, I will go with Bali. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, calculating results for your last quiz. Uh, You are Selena Gomez. This incredible woman doesn't let her personal struggles define who she is, and she soldiers on like a warrior. Having battled the crippling disease that is lupus, Selena gives us hope and shows us that we should always look on the brighter side of things. That's the same approach you adopt, and people admire the optimism in you. Okay, well, that one's a little uh, left <laughs> A little left field, that's okay. <laughs> you lost me at optimism. <laughs> and lupus, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this week's episode of Quizzes. <laughs> yeah. But real talk, um, scam, or not scam goddess, um, best friends with Nicole Byers, Her their podcast, she does quizzes too. So I was like, I don't feel so bad that y'all got this in my quizzes because other bitches be doing quizzes too. Um, it just reminds me of like when you were in high school or middle school and that's all that we would do. We would just look up quizzes and quiz each other. Yeah, I didn't. I was too busy in chess club, so. <laughs> I was and getting myself educated. It, Sorry? I said, and bragging about it, I guess. What did we learn today? We had to be our own support <laughs> system and shout out our accomplishments, ma'am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I guess we could like, you know, 
pay some attention to the listeners, not all about us. Um, we had quite a few questions today and this week. Um, the first one, where did the catchphrase come from? Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Um, so honestly, <laughs> I, when I first made the podcast, I, I'm very much like there's the idea of like taking back slut and taking back these words that people have stigmatized and like made so negative and um being a hoe was one of them so I was like fuck that like I'm and like a hoe doesn't mean you're like literally getting paid for sex that's not how I've ever meant it when I say it like that it's just like hoeing to me is just like going and being unapologetically yourself whatever that looks like so um have a wonderful week and happy hoeing the idea was like have a good week and like go be happy doing whatever the fuck makes you happy and yeah. So yeah, go, go out and be happy and unapologetically yourself is kind of what um, the phrase meant when I, when I put it together. Second question, what's a high roller and how do you identify them? Uh, so a high roller or a whale or anything like that is a phrase in the industry that means someone with deep pockets, um, especially someone with deep pockets who is generous someone has money who's going to give you the money yeah how you would identify them at the club a lot of women will identify a high roller by what he's wearing so perhaps like if he has a rolex on or red bottoms or you know a louis belt or he's wearing any kind of designer flashiness um you know a patek philippe watch um would be a good indicator that he might have some money but yeah just taking note of like how they're presenting themselves although um you know a lot of people are credit card millionaires so they go and buy designer clothes to look like they have money and they have not a dollar to their name so it's not always a good indicator but it's a starting point and then also noticing you know if someone walks in the club and all of a sudden like the hustlers you know are rushing to them um that's a pretty good indicator as well um how about yourself riley how would you identify a high roller yeah i think that it can be really tricky when as you said there's a lot of people who buy things to make themselves look rich. But and even if they are rich, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be generous and spend it on you. And some of my like best whales have been super unsuspecting. 100%. So I would just look for, you know, like if you're talking to them, are they giving you money? Are they, are you, are they spending on you? As you said, are the girls flocking towards them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next question here. Hello, hope you're all doing well. Have you ever watched the TV show called P-Valley? It started last year on HBO. Was curious about how close the show is to real life. Love, 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 love your podcast. So I've only ever watched one episode of it. Um, but I've, I've heard that some aspects are pretty accurate, but of course it is uh, made for TV drama. So it's a little bit more heightened, I'm sure. Although I was reading up on it and... Um, I would definitely, after reading up on it, be more eager to watch it. I mean, I know it was adapted from a play used to try and uh, destigmatize what it was like to strip uh, and educate people. And even some of the actresses, for example, Evans, who plays um, Mercedes, said that now after working on the show, she should fight anyone who talks bad about strippers. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever watched it? Yeah, I watched... Um Oh, maybe like five episodes, the first five when it came out, um, because I had it on stars. Um, and I try to, I try to be kind of in the, in the know of like what's going on in the media and how sex works getting portrayed and that. 
Um, from what I remember from the first episodes, it's a predominantly like an African-American club. Um, so that is vastly different than the clubs I've worked at. So I can't really speak on, on that aspect. When I was in New York and I went to a club um, that was known for being more like African-American, Latina women, um, the inside did look more like that. Like it was more clubby and like, so that style for sure. Um, but I, I'd have to watch watch the show again and like, you know, um, really take into consideration and, and ask other women that are more knowledgeable in that. Um, it doesn't, speaking from myself, what I saw on the show, it doesn't you know, represent me very well. You know, I'm, um, I'm a privileged, I come from a privileged place, um, like economically, you know, and, um, and I'm not a single mother. I know a lot, like some of the women represented as single mothers. Um, in that case, it doesn't represent my experience, but I, um, I think it's a good question and I think we should give it a watch and then report back on it when we've watched it. Yeah, I agree. I um, I did see on Reddit that one person said it was pretty accurate for a rural club, um, but, you know, working in a big city and being white, I'm not sure even if I watched it how accurate it would be for myself, as you said, like not being a single mom, not having a pimp, anything like that. Um, so I would be really interested to hear anyone's opinion who um, does work in a club that is along those lines to see if it was like a good representation. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. I've heard I've heard a lot of women. I was I was seeing online a lot of women were saying it was pretty accurate representation. But I think the thing to note is that with like any industry, especially sex work, especially like independent contractors, like our experiences are, are so vastly different from each other's. That while that might be a very fair representation of women that are working in similar clubs to that, or women that are working as single mothers, or women that are working under pimps, or women that are struggling with racism in the industry, because that is unfortunately very prominent in the industry, um, they might be more fairly represented in that show. Um, it might be a very fair representation for them, but I just can't talk on it because I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't fit that, fit that bill. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down to give yeah, it a watch and, uh, and report back on, on my, on what I think of it. Indeed, indeed. Okay, next question. Hey, I was wanting to know what turns you guys on emotionally instead of physically. My friend is struggling to be intimate with her, with his missus. So I thought maybe the emotional turns would help. Just wanted to know from another woman what your turn-ons would be. For me, I mean, I, I would just recommend learning what your partner's um, love language is. Yeah, so for me, it would just be the little things like my love language is acts of service and touch, but that doesn't necessarily mean like physical touch. Sometimes I just want to be held. Sometimes I just want a hug sometimes you know it really means a lot if you bring me a coffee if I'm working at home uh anything like that just without expectation right uh what are some things that turn you on emotionally money um (laughs) (laughs) no I'm kidding but I, I agree with you with um with uh knowing someone's love language uh mine jokes aside is gifts so and they don't need to be always expensive but I know how hard people work for their money, whatever field you're in. So someone taking the time to, one, know what I like and go out and get it and and put their money into it, it means a lot to me. Um, And even that's whether that's just bringing home flowers or me making comment that it's my favorite drink and then you go get my favorite drink, like my favorite Starbucks drink or something. Um, Those kind of, even those small gifts um, really like 
turn me on to someone. Um, smell is a huge thing too. Um, when someone smells good, it's, oh my God, it's such like a, a trigger for me, um, for like arousal. And, um, yeah, the biggest thing honestly is, um, doing little things to show that like you've thought of me or that you care by like grabbing, grabbing something I need at the store or grabbing something, you know, I want or a nice coffee, things like that. Um, because honestly, like because our work is so sexualized and we're always like being a sexy person at the strip club and, and putting out that energy, um, my sexuality and my relationship is very much more so focused on intellectual and emotional turn-ons. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way within your like personal relationship. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, yeah, I, I like the little things like bringing home unexpected flowers or offering to cook dinner, anything like that. Yeah. Just knowing that someone's there for you and wants to make your life better and wants to make you happy, I think is such a turn on. So if you're trying to think of ways to turn your partner on that aren't physical, I would just honestly think to myself, like, how can I make them smile today? How do I make their life easier? How do I make their life better? And then just doing whatever that is required of you to do that. Yeah, I agree. Next uh, listener message. I loved hearing you talk about quitting. Let me explain. I have known so many people in my business, in arts, in podcasting, saying that when they felt the pressure to quit the most, like it was really going nowhere and they gave their last push, that's when I exploded for them. I see great things coming for you. Diamonds are made under pressure. If you just said you would stop, I wouldn't have been happy. But the fact that you came through this through this close and decide to continue, you've done this for such a little time. Most organizations and businesses don't succeed that fast. And on top of that, you're talking about something people re- people want to quiet everywhere. It's 10 times harder for you, so don't fucking give up. So I thought that was a really sweet message um, because I did look back and the first episode came out, I think it was like um, a year, I think it was a year in October. So... Um, like a year and five months, I think, something like that. So the success like that it's the the podcast has already gotten in like a year and a year and five months or a year and a half, whatever it was. Um, yeah, you're right. Like it's way it's way too early to like to expect huge things. And I think what has already been accomplished is is huge, um, regardless of how how um, young the podcast is still. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But I also think it's okay to talk about wanting to give up on things or questioning things like I don't the amount of times that I wanted to give up on school on living overseas anything like that I think it's important to kind of realize that everyone goes through the same uh doubts in their life but it's again like how you land on your feet and how you choose to continue despite all those things definitely and I'm gonna agree and it's just being real, right? Like it is time consuming to put out the podcast and to edit and to make time to, for us to link up and to find sponsors and represent them properly and do product testing and all that stuff. Like there is more that goes, that goes into it than just putting out like talking shit and posting it. Um, and I think that's something it's important for people to realize that want to get into podcasting too. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun a fun ride and very successful considering, yeah, the first episode came out, sorry, August 12th. Uh, no lied. 
August 13th, 2019 was when the first episode came out. So yeah, a little over a year and a half. So I think um, we're doing pretty all right for a year and a half in. (laughs) Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all, my loves. So that's it for this episode. Where can people find you, Riley? You can find me at Van City Riley on Instagram. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plustip at gmail.com. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for podcasts that you want to collab with or sponsors you want to look into, of course, message us and feel free to DM any questions or comments you guys have ha- have for us um we always love getting them and i always respond so unless i think you're goofy then i might not uh, <laughs> um any quizzes that you want us to do like <laughs> yes give us all the quizzes um and also of course make sure to check out our amazing sponsors who make this show possible so 50 plus tip is brought to you by bright future bright future is a canadian company that makes all natural premium quality microdosing products their products are designed to stimulate focus creativity energy and boost your mood while decreasing stress and inflammation in the body. If you're looking for something that will help you feel and function better, Bright Future's got you covered. Check them out on Instagram at get.brightfuture and on their website, getbrightfuture.co. Use the code TIP15 at checkout for a discount. That's T-I-P-1-5 for a discount at checkout. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is an attitude to be owned. For those who enjoy the pleasures of seduction... Temptations Avenue is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles, ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's TIP25 for 25% off. And we have Loveify Sex Toys. Loveify is a Canadian brand that is all about self-love and pleasure. They are all for empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. Click the link at 50 plus a tip Instagram and use code 50 plus a tip to get 10% off your sexy order. That's 50 plus a tip for 10% off. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Bye.